This is Justin Shorter, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man. I uh, have some important things to get to today. We actually have the skeleton of the V1 of the 2023 Best Ball Cheat Sheet that we're going to be working through today. Trash Man, so it starts again. It starts again. The magical cheat sheet products. Coming to fruition right here after the uh, NFL Combine. Can you believe it? Seems just like yesterday. <laughs> and and needless to say, the redraft cheat sheets are going to be much different than the best ball cheat sheets. Uh, just because the structure of your draft is going to be different. The way that you're going to be taking is going to be different. There are different instructions as far as allocations of different roster spots um, on the best ball cheat sheet. Whereas on the redraft cheat sheet, all that stuff will be built in. Um there will be allocations and stuff you need to go by on the best ball cheat sheet. And um, obviously the scoring and the roster construction and everything else like that is still taking a lot more into consideration with the best ball cheat sheet. But this is sort of the basis for getting everything going and coming into the summer. This will be like the bedrock of what we sort of break off into the PPR, the super flex and the, um, and, and the standard cheat sheets for all of our users over there. We're also going to be breaking down. Um, we're going to be breaking down. Well, who do we talk about, Trash Man? I feel I've already forgotten. Was it shorter? Oh, Justin all shorter. right. Yeah. So we'll also be talking about uh, Justin Shorter, who we just saw at the uh, NFL Combine out of Florida. Um, Trash Man did his write up on him. I have some thoughts on him after seeing his live on field work and kind of getting an idea. I'll, we'll talk about Shorter whenever we get to Shorter. I, I it was an interesting. I took a circuitous route to where i finally ended up on him but um first uh best ball stuff so trash man we uh, they're beginning to be some sort of tiers forming if you just look at adp and when making the best ball cheat sheet i have to start out with just just the adps right i've just started with the adps because i don't want to break adp in order to um in order to make sure that our exposures to certain players aren't, you know, that we're not, unless we really, really want to be in the late, late round, 17th, 16th, 18th round of these drafts. We don't want 100% exposure to any of these guys because a lot of these people who are using these cheat sheets like you and I last year, we're going to have a whole lot of best ball drafts over on underdog, you know, and we want a portfolio of them. We want to give our chance, ourselves as many chances to win in these tournaments as, as, as possible. With that being said, we do want higher exposure to others. You know, then and we do want players that we have relative fades on. And that's what the cheat sheet does is it gives you leverage versus ADP. But we got we have to start with the ADPs and sort through these tiers. Right. And so as I'm creating the skeleton, there are some that really stick out to me. And just first, I think that the conversation can be needs to be had just just where exactly prior to the NFL draft, prior to landing spots, how exactly do you value B. John Robinson? I mean, we're here. If we're, we're here, you know, um, Based closely near Austin, Texas, spent a lot of time in Austin in our lives. Trashman, as you and as many of you well know, graduates of the University of Texas. I'm down um, the street from the stadium. Yep. 
albeit albeit the stadium in about three hours for for pro day. I mean, this is a this is a program that we have observed closely, and one where it's maybe a little bit hard for us to not be biased about Bijan, <laughs> but I, I don't I don't know. It feels like it almost feels like the whole world is is homers for Bijan at this point. Trash man. I mean, he is going right now in best ball at basically twelve overall. Um, he's going it. So basically there's, there's a tier of Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, B. John Robinson and Saquon Barkley. That's sort of a tier that goes after we get through. It feels like the chalk at the very top is going to be Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Then it feels like everybody goes Christian McCaffrey right there with the third pick in these, in these initial Sims that I've, that I've run after that, it becomes interesting. People will choose usually between Cooper cup, Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey right there just because the nature of best ball and just what we saw at a Kelsey last year and everything yeah. that Kansas city's losing and all the rest in best ball, you don't to have a guy like Kelsey right there at the very beginning is, is last year actually was like a nuclear, an absolute nuclear threat. And I'm almost to the point. It's, it's probably the wrong year. This, this could be the, <laughs> is this the wrong year to decide that I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey's age anymore? It could be just the wrong time. Like I've been worried for three years and then I stopped <laughs> worrying and, now he's now he's actually kind of old, um, but I th- I think he's fine to, to kind of go around there. Gen- generally, it feels like when you start getting around Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, those kinds of players, people start choosing between the Austin Ecklers, the Jonathan Taylors, the Bijan Robinsons, and the Saquon Barkleys of the world. Whenever you're also choosing between Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, CD Lamb. With that being said, Bijan Robinson went in the, went in this most recent one. That I'm doing for the what is it the, the big ten dollar one on underdog I forget what it was called the big board or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Bijan in the most recent one I started just last night that I'm uh, on the clock for for my third pick right now. Bijan went at the one point oh one, so there are obviously people who go who are going crazy about him. Before we know his landing spot, where do you do you, do you think Bijan belongs in that tier to be taken at between the one point oh eight and maybe the two point oh one in best ball? You know, I think about well, and I think about it from another Homer perspective, and that's from the Dallas Cowboys perspective, and thinking about what if the Cowboys did take Bijan Robinson, and then he's you know in that backfield with Tony Pollard, does he then deserve you know a first round pick and best ball formats or otherwise? And I don't I don't know that that's Would your the calculus case. in that scenario. Be that Zeke is also still there and no. Bijan's around for one year. Was no, he, I feel like. Too- to me, the calculus with Bijan is: Do you, you know? Do you remember when Stan Drayton came to Texas and he was Bijan's running backs coach? He came to Texas from Ohio State, where he was Zeke's running backs coach, and Zeke has come to Texas every year for the like. Bijan called Bijan has guys like in the program like Jamal Charles and guys like Deontay Foreman and guys like Ricky uh, who work up there at the school. You know what I mean? And all these all these great running backs that have come through and. He, he calls Zeke Elliott his, his big brother. I mean, Zeke has been the one that's been in contact with him. He's the one that he kind of, I, I would think the Cowboys might kind of, feels like if they brought in Bijan, they'd want to have him with Zeke there with him, maybe for a year. I'm not I sure. I mean, if, they, if Zeke restructures his contract, then, you know, I could, I could potentially see that happening. I'm, I don't know. Well, I, from, from the market, it doesn't seem like he's getting much, he's getting much attention from anywhere else. So maybe he does stay. 
Speaking of that, it sure seems like Lamar Jackson's not getting much interest around here on this non-exclusive. T- isn't that in that weird? I, yeah, I, that I, I, weird. I, I, I know that's completely off off the, ra- off maybe the rails. Something we don't know, but I mean, he wants guaranteed money, and with his injury history, I think maybe people just aren't bullish. But it seems like some team that you know primed for the Super Bowl would take that shot. I, I, I figured there would at least be one by now, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're hearing like there's big there's big news, all the rest. Like we're just starting to hear today about and we'll get into some of this, but when we talk because there's a specific ADP that I want to talk about regarding the whole the, the Aaron Rodgers um rumors swirling today with him and the Jets. But um yeah you you you, you figured that there would have been somebody I think this is the NFL just saying screw you to the Cleveland Browns for making that dumb deal. We're not gonna let this be the new precedent. Yeah. We're just we're just we're just not um so th- talking about Bijan again, I think I think earlier in the second round, I feel a little bit more. I feel a little safer with. And well, do you feel fine? But all right, but do you do you agree that that tier should exist with Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and Saquon Barkley there at starting at around pick, say pick one oh seven, one oh eight, and you're fine with Eckler, Taylor, and Saquon there, but not now the Saquon sign going to sign the franchise tag but not Bijan in that same tier? Because right now, Bijan in that tier is, it goes Eckler, Taylor, Bijan, Saquon. And we've already talked about guys like Henry. No, Derrick Henry does not go until after, you basically, you get past like CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I see Derrick Henry coming off around the same time that you see the first quarterback starting to go off. So, like I said, I've just gotten started with these since I've started testing the sheet. But, it's like it seems like every single time you get to pick, say, 2.04, right? Something like that, 2.06. And you start having these choices between Jalen Waddell, um, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, um, you know, like Garrett, 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 Garrett Wilson is sometimes creeping in there. Josh, J- Josh Jacobs goes right next after Henry. To me, that's where I'm more comfortable with. Bijan. I mean, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last season. It's yeah, and and he's and he's back, right? Yeah, and he's back, and they trust him more. They only have him on a one year deal. They're not going to be hesitant to run him, I don't think. So, okay, so you think so? We're going to be lower than market on Bijan Robinson, <laughs> right? This moment, it seems like that's the prudent course of action, but you know, I think once he lands somewhere where we'll have a much better much clearer picture i might you know what i might just do i might just split the difference here and bring kind of bring down that whole tier to where the tier drop doesn't exist between eckler taylor robinson barkley derrick henry jacobs move all those guys down to where it's not going to give you the choice you're going to have to take stefan diggs over austin eckler and then after that when you get to the aj browns Devontae adams cd lamb all my ross ain't brown Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson to area, you'll have a running back you can choose instead of either of those guys at each one of those spots. And we'll take Bijan and we'll make him the bridge between that top tier that we just talked about and Derrick Henry to Josh Jacobs because that would make us a little bit low on Bijan, but make it to where we might still be able to get some exposure to him. Yeah, that makes sense. Even if even if you even if you personally only value him there. I think for the benefit of our users, we don't we don't want to get blanked on 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 Bijan just in case he goes out and does Bijan things as a as a rookie. That's fair. 
Um, okay. I mentioned it earlier, just in sort of in that same tier as we get down there to the Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, sort of Josh Allen cross positional area. By now, Travis Kelsey's way off the board. I think that Mark Andrews cross positionally starts kind of coming into focus here. Um, not sure how interested I am with that, but there's also guys like um, Patrick Mahomes, of course, if Josh Allen's gone, Jalen Hurts, some people might favor him, you know, as the first or second quarterback off the board. But when you're picking, you know, that Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and you get here, this is this is what I'm having trouble with. I'm on Ross St. Brown, this group of Amon Raw, Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson, Devontae Smith, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf. Um, that's how the ADP has it. It has it like, and I'm I'm most concerned really about Garrett Wilson here. Because if Garrett Wilson does get Aaron Rodgers, we're looking at him at pick 21, basically, overall right now. If, you're, um, if you just look at the pure, like the pure pick number, the average pick number, not necessarily the ADP, but the pure pick number. So pick 21 would represent – would that would then represent an ADP of what? The 209? Yeah, 209. Is that – it feels to me like that's already been baking in. I, I was talking to Sigmund Bloom about this on Twitter earlier. He just said, I can't wait to see how the ADPs adjust for these Jets. And he feels like it'll be underappreciated how big a move this will be for Aaron Rodgers. Not just for Aaron Rodgers and his ADP with, with the weapons that he'll be gaining, but for his actual weapons. To, I wrote him back. I said, Sig, I, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure that Garrett Wilson's ADP, I'm not sure that this Aaron Rodgers isn't already baked in. And we've talked about that be- before here, I think, haven't we? I think it has to be. I mean, if we're, I mean, if he's above someone like a Chris Olave, I, I feel like that's, I feel like that, yeah, that's. Okay. So is Garrett Wilson in the right spot? I mean, it, let's, let's consider that there is, that there is Aaron Rodgers coming in now. Is that right to have him under Jalen Waddle, who's the, who's the number two in a, Number two in a Tua Tonga Vailoa coming off concussion and sort of in a weird spot offense. I'm not I mean, sure. Is he does he belong below Amon Ross St. Brown? Based off of what they did this past season, yes, I think so. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I just it's 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 easy to forget that Jalen Waddle in half point PPR last year was the what was like in fantasy points per game, what was he? The wide receiver. Let's see. Well, overall, because he, wide receiver 13. So he's not quite as good as I remember him being. Um, I guess it's the fact that he did Jalen Wall for once played all 17 games. And so on the season, he was wide receiver seven. Yeah. But as far as the fantasy points per game, wide receiver 13. I, I, I think that the, yeah, I think you can have the discussion. In half PPR between Jalen Waddle and Garrett Wilson, if we do factor in Aaron Rodgers, I think that that's a discussion. I'm not sure it's anything you need to make. Me, I think you have to put Chris Olave in that discussion. I have no problem putting Chris Olave in that discussion. Does he belong in that discussion above Devontae Smith? That's a good. That's a good little. That's a good little. Um, kind of tier there right that's a yeah. good little value to the i mean this garrett wilson Devonte smith chris olave dk metcalf regardless of how you stack them up 
it's like I love the way that the cheat sheet looks because I know for a fact, actually, as I'm making the skeleton right now, this is what I have to know for a fact. Yep. I have to know for a fact that I'm not taking any damn runner when those guys are still on the board at the two, three turn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. So I should actually need to update that here for my, for my SIM test thing. Because yeah, they're like, as long as those guys are on the board, I'm not taking a, you know, a, a Ken Walker or, you know, who they're saying needs to be in a committee again this year, Brees Hall coming off, coming off an ACL, stuff like that. Yeah. That's a stud group of wide receivers. It's hard to choose between, but in a vacuum, do you th- you think you would rather have Chris Olave than Chris Olave than Garrett Wil- Garrett Wilson? That would kind of break ADP. I don't think it would break ADP as badly to get him above Devonte Smith and have it back to back with Garrett Wilson. I mean, I it'll be easier to say when we know what's happening with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. I can tell you what's happening with those guys. They're getting old and they're turning into, turning into dust. I mean, that's what's happening. I mean, but whether they're on the team or not. Yeah. Well, um, regardless, I mean, almost might be good if they are. Possibly. But, I mean, you can Keeps see. Keep bringing in somebody, somebody I mean, young and good with some Derek red. Carr likes to hone in on one receiver. He likes to, you know. He likes watch you be Rashid Shahid, <laughs> but you know, he likes the more underneath routes. I feel like it could really bode well for Chris Olave. It's so funny that people view Chris Olave as just this downfield thread because he averaged, you know, 2.2 uh, targets per it was it 2.2 targets per game of over 20 plus yards last year. It was like led the league, yeah. and people are just like, oh, he's just a deep threat because he's got this 4 3 speed. It's like, dude, no, man, like. He's really good underneath as a possession guy versus zone. Like he, like, I think he'll be a guy that very complete dude. He's gonna be a guy that Derek, 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 Derek Carr is not gonna. He's not gonna win any Super Bowls for the New Orleans Saints, but he's going to help some fantasy managers win some Super Bowls with what he's able to do with feeding Chris Olave. I think. Yeah, and so for that reason, I feel like Chris Olave is right there with Garrett Wilson for me, especially because I mean Garrett Wilson's got some competition. You know, a capable quarterback comes in and they can utilize Elijah Moore. You know? All right. So I'm I'm making that change right now. I'm getting Chris Olave up over Devontae Smith here at the very top. That's a pretty significant, pretty significant move. I don't think it's gonna break ADP. I don't think it's gonna break anything. I'm gonna find out as I'm running more and more of these tests and uh, throwing these live bullets out here on, on underdog just to get this thing, get this thing tested as well as I can manually before we start being able to really, really, really run massive sims. But, I, you know, I, I, I want to run these manual tests just to make sure that everything is, you know, it's like going to the range and getting and getting your gun like bore sided. Right. And, and then you can go I've down. Ne- I've never I've never actually shot a gun. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, you know, as a kid, I used to shoot a pellet gun and BB gun with my cousin and his compound bow and arrow. You go over to his house and do that, but that's a that was the extent of it for me. Yeah, man. Well, come 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 over here. Come <laughs> come over here and see the gun show, man. We'll we'll head, we'll head out to the range, brother. Um. All right. Uh, speaking of the speaking of the gun show, what about what about? I mean, tr- I mean, talk about just flexing your muscles and flexing your guns. The the things the what I like to do in these early best ball drafts 
if I can, and if I get, I love getting the number one or the number two uh, overall pick. I was able to do this actually as well with the number four overall pick, I believe, in that draft last night where Bijan went 101, um, was to get Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson with your first pick and then come around here at this two, three turn where if the, if those guys we talked about earlier, uh, the Olaves, Devonte Smiths, et cetera, are all off the board. There are these guys hanging around here like Ken Walker, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard. Um, do you have a, do you have an idea of how you would stack those guys up? And if in, in your Tony dream, Pollard at the top, <laughs> in your, like, really? I mean, I th- I think we're low on him. No, 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 no. no. Well, I think ADP is low on him. Yeah, like what, what I'm. What this is the skeleton. Like this is the skeleton. Yeah. You have to make you have to make the skeleton by by ADP and and yeah, yeah. You want the whole thing to be broken. Like we said, like we're just bore siding this thing right now. Right. You know, I think ADP is low, criminally low on Tony Pollard right now. <laughs> there's there's Cody, man. What's up, Cody? Um, okay, so, but. To, my my take when looking at that tier trash man was that it was Travis Etienne who was too low. I don't know. Why? I mean, what's so what's so wrong with Travis Etienne? I think that I I think I remember reading something just yesterday about them definitely bringing in help um, in that backfield. It, it, I, maybe I'm mistaken for someone else, but I feel like. His situation maybe is a little bit more tenuous. You, you think that Tony Pollard, you're not worried at all that Tony Pollard is going to have a split backfield any anymore. I mean, even if he does, I think he'll be, I think he'll probably be the lead back in that backfield. I mean, even with a split backfield, I think he's, I think he so deserves Tony to Pollard be. half point PPR last year averaged 14.3 fantasy points per game. Nick Chubb. Average 15.8 fantasy points per game. Nick Chubb loses Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah. So I was, yeah. Coach Doug Peterson said you got to have two to three guys and offered a firm yes when asked about adding to the running back room. I just. Was that the I combine? Think, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think that, I think it's, that was from the combine. Um, I must have, that must have been after I'd asked my questions and gotten the hell out. I don't, I, I didn't hear him say that. Mm. So, okay fine so what about okay so point taken what about what about nick chubb though he's just like the best runner in football that offense is just <laughs> going to get better you know what i'm saying yeah. and and kareem hunt's looking to be gone dearness johnson's looking to be gone yeah we've talked about how jerome ford could be good influence. i mean chubb should be at the top of that list he, I, know he it's should. Not, I mean it's not sexy but he probably should be it's not yeah it isn't sexy and i would not take him before the olaves the Devonte smiths do you, w- w- would you consider just as a cross positional as a cross positional sort of um um thought once you got to dk metcalf maybe taking nick chubb instead yeah yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So I'm going to make that change here on the fly, just to the, just to the skeleton here. Yeah, Tubbs going to offer some major value if that's where he's being taken right now. I think. Yeah, it's thinking about that offense. They're going to be in the scoring position more. They're they're just going to they're going to they're going to be in, be in the second year of Deshaun Watson. They're, like they're going to is say what you will about him or the deal or to all the, like all the rest of it. He's still a good quarterback, and they're going to get their ducks in a row. You know, they're they're going to be. They're going to be good, and 
you know that Nick Chubb every time he gets hands the football, every time he gets handed the football, it's just like he really he looks like a he looks like a dude you don't want to you know you don't want to you don't want to have too too big of a fade on him, especially yeah. in a setup like this that's only half point PPR. All right, um, one other just quick tier before we just get into this Justin Shorter stuff. Do you have any thoughts about this grouping of players? And here, let's just, it's like a bunch of them. So you can just tell me if anyone sticks out to you that should be at the top of all of them. Jamison Williams, Drake London, Calvin Ridley, and Christian Kirk now for the Jaguars. Chris Godwin with no Brady. Terry McLaurin with Jahan Dotson coming on. Jackson Smith and Jigba. And Keenan Allen, who restructured and will be staying with Justin Herbert. I know it's a lot. I feel like Allen. In half PPR. Okay. I feel like Allen should be up there. Who was the first? Who were the first two names? Jamison Williams, Drake London, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Godwin, McLaurin, JSN, and Keenan Allen. I think potentially Drake London, Keenan Allen. To me, for some reason, those seem like the, the they might have the best situations coming. Well, it really, all depends on the quarterback situation situation for Atlanta. I feel like if they do bring somebody in, who were they talking about bringing in? Well, they're talking. Um, I mean, there was talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, that's right. If Lamar Jackson were to go there, I feel like Drake London. But then they they've said now they've said that that's that's, that's kind of happened. The, like like the whole NFL is conspiring <laughs> to make sure that these guaranteed deals aren't gonna aren't gonna happen. Especially mm-hmm. gonna give two first round picks to to have the luxury of paying somebody got two hundred fifty million guaranteed. Um, I feel like Keenan Allen's kind of money in the bank. I mean, it's feel it feels like a Nick Chubb kind of situation. To me, the fool's gold is this shit with uh, Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. How can they both have such high ADPs? You know, it's like I'll have a hard time choosing between them. Calvin Ridley did post on. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks good. I mean, did you read Calvin Ridley's uh, article in the Players Tribune? No, he 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 says that like he says he swears on his daughter and like all this stuff that he's like he's 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 putting up fourteen hundred yards a year in Jacksonville. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked – he looked like a top five quarterback the, down this you know, stretch. I think to have both – I think, dude, I mean, I think if, to have both those two, guys – If Tua Tagovailoa can, can sustain Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, I feel like Trevor Lawrence can sustain Christian Trash Kirk. Me. Cal, Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk going in the first four rounds of these best ball drafts. You, I mean, you don't find that weird? I mean, it's it's bizarre, but if we're just going off of what Calvin, what we've seen Calvin Ridley be able, I mean, when Calvin Ridley came into the league, he was he was like a Jalen Waddle, you know, as far as like you know the upside there. Yeah, it's, I, it's fair. It just, I mean, to me, it's just like kind of kind of like our friend Matt, the Potfather, always says, man, it's the law of the conservation of targets. I, I just, if if you're gonna have both those guys up that high, you damn sure better have Justin or Trevor Lawrence up pretty 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 high, right? It's like yeah. you're gonna have those guys that high, you gotta have them. You, you gotta have Trevor up high. Um, so, yeah. All right. Maybe I mean maybe we bookend that tier with those two guys. 
I think that that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. All right. Let's talk about your guy, uh, Justin Shorter. I was, um, you know, my thoughts on Shorter. He is six foot three, 224 pounds, 10 inch hands, 33 and three quarter inch arms. He ended up with a, a 4.56 second 40 time, which honestly might be even a little bit faster than I thought it was going to be. I hadn't projected it a four or five. Okay. Well, I, I've, let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. So he's 22 years old. He's going to be 22 years old in 2023. I, regardless of what I've seen elsewhere, our, our breakout age model is not showing him having a breakout period ever. He's never had, you know, if you take the percentage of um, the percentage of team receptions and you average it with the percentage of team receiving yards and the percentage of team receiving touchdowns and you don't get up to 20%, it's not going to show up in our breakout model it's our breakout age model. And so we don't have a breakout on Justin Shorter um, reception. The offensive market share receptions last year, uh, 15% of receptions, 17% receiving yards, 11% receiving touchdowns for total production percentage, i.e. the breakout age threshold of needing 20%. He was only at 14% last year. Um, 88th percentile height, 77th percentile bench press, 80th percentile broad jump, only a 50 percentile vertical, 37th percentile 40, 33rd percentile 10 yard split. So the broad jump is a good measurement of explosion. That's the only explosive test, though, that he was able to show well at. We don't have the agility scores on him. And I think if we did, they would be pretty bad because, trash me, I'll tell you, the thing about Justin Shorter is. Uh, First guy off the bus, um, you see him there at the podium. You see him walking around the convention center. You know how these guys look when they're just – they just stand out. And you know that Shorter's going to stand out when he's six foot three, 224 amongst this class of wide receivers. He just, he just is. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, what if this guy – you know, what if he runs well? What if he looks good in the on-field drills, the on-field testing? His on-field testing was, was brutal. Um, he's, he's, he's so big and ripped and just very like barrel chested and big shouldered and, um, like he, a Tolbert? He, not, no, but Tolbert's almost a little bit more sinewy. I think Tolbert's a little more slender. This guy's more AJ Brownie, more, um, DK Metcalf. He, he, he's, uh, just very like just bulging muscles everywhere, right? Bulging muscles everywhere. And he has just a lot of trouble. Very, very, very lumbering in his breaks, into his breaks, out of his breaks. Actually, you, you said something you thought he was smooth, a little bit smooth in some of those transitions. I did. I I had to go ahead and edit that in the, in in the write-up that you did in the, in, in, in the eval, just because like, to be honest, if you ask me who the least smooth player was, out there on the field for the on-field drills, I'm, I might I might say shorter. Um, uh, just as far as his body control and the gauntlet stuff like that, just all things that you that you pretty you pretty well noticed. And so I think if he was to do the change of direction testing, if he was going to do the short shuttle, if he was going to do the three cone, those might be things that he would have struggled with. Does that mean everything in the world? No, we as, as we saw with DK Metcalf, it it doesn't mean everything in the world. But um, he to me he feels like a guy who, you know, he's lumbering and stiff. He's got a little bit of an injury history and he had pretty lackluster production in college. As, as, as you mentioned, as, as I mentioned, he, he never had the breakout with that being said, you know, Florida hasn't had the most steady quarterbacking 
Florida's done idiotic shit with their players, like we've seen with Damian Pierce. I don't know. Like those are my thoughts on Shorter. I'm not. I'm not sold on the guy. I thought I was going to be like, oh man, look at this guy. Maybe maybe we found something here that looks like a you know looks like a beastly beastly piece to this draft class. I just came out of the combine being not too sure. When I watch the highlights, I'm you know not too sure. And then when you can get your hand on you know because for you want you you, you want to watch the highlights to you know show me what they can do, right? I yeah. I, I, I want to see what they can do. And then you you look at the film. I think I watched the the coaches. Who did I watch the coaches film versus? I think it was either versus. So versus did, did did they play Florida State last year? I think I, so. I, mean, I can't I I can't pull it up. I'll find it shortly. Regardless, I I had I had some issues with him getting into and out of his breaks. I wasn't like I wasn't sure about the speed. I think that I I thought that the four five six is probably fine, but clearly, I mean, prototypical build. Looks like a million bucks. What did what did you think about Justin Shorter? I mean, I thought he had natural hands. I thought, you know, I thought he's a good ball catcher. I mean, he definitely looks the part um pro of a prototypical um X receiver. But you know, he's cap- capable in the slot and as a possession man as well. I think he's pretty versatile in that regard. He's not just a deep threat. Um, he's not just like a red zone option. Um he's got a massive catch radius. You know, that kind of mitigates maybe some of that vertical that he doesn't have. You know, my big question mark with Shorter was, you know, his lackluster production in college. He only caught 110 passes in five seasons. You know, his is, best- that, is, is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he so he 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 never broke out like I was I was wondering. I was just I was I was wondering. I saw that there was a breakout age on him in some spots. And I kept I kept running. I kept running his game logs through our through our breakout sheet. And I, like it wouldn't pop one up. It wouldn't pop out pop out an age. So yeah, his best season 2022, 29 passes for 577 yards and two touchdowns. But you know he had coaching changes, quarterback changes. He changed schools and some injuries. So it's really it's hard to say. You know how much of that was just lack of skill um, for him, you know, as a reason why he never broke out. There was, you know, he's pretty like stiff a, trash, man. A litany he's, pretty, he's pretty stiff reasons. I mean, his tape looked pretty good. I mean, I, I believe you, but he's, I mean, he's, he, his, he's got some pretty good tape, but you know, there just really isn't enough of a sample size on him to really, I think maybe get a good read. And that's maybe why we're, you know, getting some different, getting some different um, outlooks on what he can do. I just think with his prototypical build and he's got good speed and he's got good hands, I feel like he has some potential at the next level. It's, you know, in the right situation, at least as a potential red zone kind of target. I mean, I, I think he could be someone like a Chase Claypool on someone's team and Chase Claypool, you know, we've seen can disappear at times, but he can also, you know, pay off at times, especially in the red zone. Do you know? Do you know who, who my comp was? And I couldn't believe how much this guy, how much this dude weighed, to where the comp actually makes sense. Do you mm-hmm. know who my comp was? Mac Hollins, really good blocker. Yeah, maybe kind of big, a little bit bigger than you would think. Pretty physical, but good run blocker. Somebody that, like you said, could pop up for a big pop his head up like some damn, you know. Groundhog Day every now and then for a for a for a big game, but yeah, I'm not sure you depend on all the time. Um, do you? Th- so let just let me ask you this: So Justin Shorter or um, 
Jonathan Mingo, who ran Mingo, your boy Mingo ran a four four six yeah. at two hundred twenty pounds. What, what, what was it? Because who were Jonathan Mingo? Shorter, shorter, and Mingo. I mean, I'm, I mean, I've seen Mingo with my own two eyes, and I, I like him a lot. So I mean, I'd say Mingo based Justin on- Shorter or Don Tavion Wicks, who ran a four six two. Ooh, I I mean I probably bet on shorter there, just the upside. You don't think that you don't think that Dontavian Wick showed some upside during that twenty twenty one season, or is that just no? He definitely he definitely did, but you know at the Senior Bowl, he he had some decent plays, but he wasn't one of the top. What was he? Maybe like six or seven. Yeah, but Justin Shorter out of all those guys at the combine, man, on field was like number yeah, thirty-eight well, or something. You know, and I think you know we 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 both seen you know different things on Shorter, and like I like you said, I haven't seen Shorter with my own two eyes. I've only seen the tape on him. He looked pretty. He looked pretty decent on the tape. Got good hands. Um, and that and those situations, I tend to lean towards the player who's got the kind of physical physical attributes that you'd want out of a or a team that actually take a chance on.